0: Hey Cole. It's back. Horns down. Horns down. Horns down. Start. College football is back. Let's go. We've already had week zero games, but those didn't really matter. It's almost like preseason games, but they still matter in the it's in the win-loss column. They they matter, but I mean like Not to come us. on. Not yeah. to us. They don't matter to us. And but honestly, week,
1: looking at the slate of week one games.
0: Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. Week two will be better. Yes. Uh, week two will be better, but Slim Pickens this week. Slim Pickens. A pickings.
1: lot of teams did their non-con.
0: Yeah, a lot of teams did their due diligence and decided not to play eleven f- power five teams. <coughs> West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it's it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but it's a faster way for you to get in the polls. If we beat, Penn, yeah. if we beat Penn State, it's a, yeah, it's a faster way. We'd be ranked if we beat Penn State. You never know. You never know. Uh, will we beat Penn State? We're going to discuss it here shortly after this. Uh, but for that, this is our week one preview. We're starting off the season strong. This whole month, we've been doing ACC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, RIP back Pac twelve, and uh,
1: SEC. S-E-C.
0: Uh, previews, just finished it up just about an hour ago Now we're getting into be- uh, week one So, without further ado, I am Owens Pelnick My name's Cole Connor, And this is the season opener of the Panther Pod Okay, <music> week one is here uh, By the, If you are listening to us, more than likely you are listening to us First Thursday of all, morning Thank you, thank you all, thank you all to have listened to us uh, this year. Uh, who so far listened to the summer special back in July? We took a little bit of a hiatus there for a little bit, and then we, and then we went. Jason the booth doing some weird stuff tonight. So this is going to be a little. We may get a little distracted here, but you know what? That's all right. Uh, we already getting the simmer down from the booth. Already getting the simmer, simmer down, down from the booth. Um, but, uh, but we did, you know, Power Five. Soon to be Power Four uh, previews. (sighs) And they're wanted. Not really dead. (laughs) They're wanted dead. Anyways, um, (laughs) we're doing, we did ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac 12. SEC preview, uh, and now it's week one. We're starting to talk about real games, conference realignment. So you know, is uh, is an over after th- and
1: done with for the time being. For the
0: time, for at least from from now until January, it's over with and done for the time being. Uh, so let's get to week one games. If you are listening to us, more than likely you're listening to us Thursday morning. I uh, hope you have a safe drive to work, everyone. Or if you're listening to us after work, hope you have a safe drive home. Um, but regardless. The Utah Utes take on the Florida Gators in Salt Lake City on Thursday, October 31st.
1: Florida is unranked coming into this matchup. Utah is ranked 14th in the nation. Utah has a winning probability per ESPN of 73.6 to Florida's 26.4. This is in Rice Eccles. Eckles, uh, Rice e- Eckles, e- Eckles, Eckles. This is in Rice Eckles Stadium in Utah. Um, Utah is also favored by four and a half, and the over/under for the game is forty-four point five.
0: Now, before we got on here, I don't know if you saw it, but I just saw the update. Uh Not Kyle Weddingham. Why does his name escape me? Why does this always happen? Daga. Graham Merch will be playing for Florida. Okay, Cam Rising. Thank you. I finally figured it out. Cam Rising will be it. Will be unlikely to play against the Gators in Week One.
1: That being said, I still think Utah is easily favored in this game. Um, and I know I'm. Uh, that's that's a hot take coming from a um, SEC fan. But without Cam Rising, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what Utah is able to uh, produce in this game. Um, Looking at Utah's stats, obviously Cam Rising is not in this game, as uh, Owen said, or is not likely uh, likely to play. That being said, last year he accounted for 385 pass attempts, 249 completions, 3,034 yards passing, and 26 touchdowns. Ooh, hard to replace that, especially in week one. Uh, who'd they name as their starter?
0: Uh, it is a guy by the name of – let me go back to Twitter here. Twitter had it had it all pulled up for me. Uh, pulling it up, pulling it up, pulling uh, it up. Uh, Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes, yes, thank you. Yes, breaking news. Utah quarterback Bryson Barnes is expected to start at quarterback for Utah. Cam Rising expected to be ruled out against Florida.
1: Bryson Barnes last year had 37 completions, 57 attempts, 430 yards. Not bad. Um, Four touchdowns and two interceptions. He also took five sacks. Um, Yeah, no, I don't see a reason, even with Cam Rising, I don't see a reason why uh, the Utes can't take it to the Gators. Um, I think Billy Napier is – A tremendous coach. Um, That being said, it's going to be interesting to see who. It's going to be interesting to see how Florida prepares for this game.
0: Well, we talked about this in our SEC preview with Spencer Sanders going to Ole Miss and how a new quarterback in a new system may be the best for somebody. We talked about it with Michael Penix Jr. going from Indiana to Washington, going to, from, from going to be a turnover machine to a Heisman uh, a Heisman contender. Same thing with Bo Nix. Inconsistency down at Auburn, goes to Oregon, and just ball completely balls out. The Gators grab Graham Mertz from Wisconsin – and in that system, Paul Christ, they ran the ball a lot more than they threw it. But they also felt like that they misused Graham Mertz, that they didn't use him to his full potential. So for Florida, I think pl- plugging Graham Mertz into that system, into Billy Napier's system, I think has the potential. he has the potential to thrive under Billy Napier's coaching. And I think, honestly, I think the Gators should be favored to win in this game because Cam Rising is out and they got Graham Mertz. Now, no, now here's the thing: you may be thinking to yourself, if you don't follow college football closely, or especially if you just look at the national brands like Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Michigan, things like that, you may not realize who Graham Mertz is. Graham Mertz came over from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, by the way, was a nine and four team last year. All right, so not a bad team. They were pretty good. Um, they lost to Oklahoma State in the uh, in the bowl game, making it nine and four. But I think Graham Mertz in this Billy Napier system is really gonna um, how, how do I say is really gonna propel his success forward. I think it's gonna be a really good fit, and I've, I think they're gonna ball out against Utah. I think they beat the Utes the first game of the season. It's gonna be a tough all out brawl. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that they that they beat them by two touchdowns or more i definitely think that they cover i think they definitely cover the spread um in four and a half i think florida wins by a touchdown maybe a field goal but i, I i'm gonna lean uh touchdown six to six points i think florida wins this one and, and beats the utah at home
1: i think that utah uh comes into this game um The biggest question for me for Utah in order to win this game is the secondary versus, um, you know, Florida's offense. If they have improved um, over the offseason with the transfer portal and additions in, uh, like, freshman and sophomore internal improvement, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game, but I have Utah winning by – I'm going to say by four. Interesting. Okay. So I don't think they cover the spread.
0: I say touchdown. I think it comes down late, uh, late in, in this game. And remember, two the clock rolls after a first down. Yep. Except for inside within two minutes to go of the game, the clock will stop after the first down. So may, that may leave an extra play on the field. Uh, that should have been there. How we had the old rule back, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I've got the Gators winning. You've got the Utes winning. Gators win. I think they win twenty eight twenty one out out there in Utah in Salt Lake City. I'm going to
1: say Utah wins twenty eight
0: twenty four. Okay. I mean, I think it go either way, but honestly, without ca- I, I think Bryson Barnes is fine, but without Cam Rising, it, Utah is just a. a they are just not the same team. They're, and there's I agree. Something, with there's that. something off. They're, it's they're off when you're starting quarterback, especially a seasoned vet like Cam Rising goes out. I just don't, especially week one. But I think if you can get this loss out of the way quick, your season still still salvageable.
1: Um, looking ahead to the next game on schedule um, in the Duke's Mayo Classic. One of the uh, only rivalry games on week one, Uh, UNC, number 21-ranked UNC, takes on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, This is on Saturday, the 2nd, at 7.30 p.m. UNC is favored to win, 57.7 to uh, USC, not the one you're thinking of. Um, 42.
0: The University of South Carolina.
1: Yeah. Um, this is in Bank of America Stadium. So it is a neutral, quote unquote, neutral site. I would say it's pretty neutral. Mm-hmm. Charlotte. Um, the line, UNC, is favored by 2.5, and, and the over under is 64.5. Good God. Honestly, quarterback showdown.
0: Oh, yeah, Drake May versus Spencer Rattler, 100%.
1: I am – honestly, I might pick this as my game of the week.
0: Really? Because
1: this is – it's a sleeper game, but I think that this is going to be an explosive game. I agree with that. Um, A lot of the questions from me, does Drake May still have the explosiveness that we saw in his freshman season? Did he regress? Is he progress – or is he progressing – um, we'll see. This is a heck of a way to show and showcase the offense's potential for the Tar Heels.
0: I think for the Gamecocks, though, I think uh, Spencer Rattler finally has a year under his belt in Shane Beamer's, um, in Shane Beamer's system. He's with, his, um, he's with his new team. He's gotten more comfortable. I think for the Gamecocks, it is much more favorable for them. Um, North Carolina, I think, has a little bit of a younger team. They don't have as many weapons as they do, or as they, as they did last year. Um, now, they did well with Drake May. They did well in the bowl game. <clears throat> uh, they did really well in the bowl game, and then they lost to Oregon by a point. Um, and South Carolina did really well against Notre Dame uh, in the bowl, in their bowl game as well. But I see the Gamecocks winning this. I know it's in Charlotte. So, it, I mean, to me, that is, that is more neutral site, going from Chapel Hill to Columbia. Uh, Columbia. To your
1: point about UNC and South Carolina, taking a look at their last five games from the 2022-2023 season, um, obviously they lost to Oregon 28-27, that is UNC, uh, lost to Clemson 39-10, lost to NC State 30-27 in double overtime, and then lost to Georgia Tech 21-17. Lost four out of their last five and lost four straight. Uh, looking at South Carolina, they lost against Notre Dame, 45-38. Uh, one against Clemson, 31-30. One against Tennessee, 63-38. Lost against Florida, 38-6. And then beat Vandy, 38-27. Two major marquee wins for this South Carolina team uh, against Clemson and Tennessee, but that's last season. So we'll see how that impacts. Um, I think... UNC starts their season off hot. I know I've picked against the SEC twice now. I feel terrible about it, but I've got UNC winning by a touchdown.
0: I also would like to throw out that our thoughts and prayers are to the families at UNC after that tragedy that happened last week as well. Um, so uh, thoughts and prayers out to those, Absolutely. out to those families out in the UNC. So they played this 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 game with heavy hearts um, as well, but. Um, I still think South Carolina pulls uh, pulls it out. I think Spencer Rattler. I think that team has a little bit more talent uh, on for the Gamecocks. I think the defense is much better. Uh, and I think I think it's still a close game. I still think it's a really good game. I think it's going to be another touchdown game. Uh, but I think South Carolina just has the has more experience on that side of the ball. Just has more experience overall than UNC does.
1: Um, my final score prediction: I say UNC thirty-five, South Carolina twenty-eight.
0: 35, 28. I want to say the same, but reverse: South Carolina thirty-five, North Carolina twenty-eight. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, moving on to the next game. This is kind of. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, Cole. I kind of winced when you said when you when you said this game. I'm not gonna lie. And I I fully understand. I get it. If it if uh, next game up is. Coastal Carolina uh, Chanticleers versus UCLA Bruins. And here's why I winced at this game. Not because it's Coastal, not because Grayson McCall returns at quarterback, but because they don't have Jamie Chadwell. Yeah. Jamie Chadwell has moved on to Liberty.
1: That is going to be the story, and you will probably hear it, you know, a million times on uh, Saturday.
0: I expect Coastal Carolina to regress this year. Um, I would love. I think it is one hundred percent a possibility that Chanticleers clears can pull this out against the Bruins. Um, the Bruins have a whole new offense this year. DTR goes off to the draft. They have a lot of uh, portal entries as well. So we'll see how that can mesh this year. Excuse me. This year, not just with UCLA, but also with LSU, also with. Um, with uh, especially with Colorado and Auburn, these teams that really portaled hard and got a lot of transfer portals. Let's see how that um, transfers over onto the field. Will it hurt them? Will it hinder them? Will there really be no effect? And it and it is still the old way of coaching of you've got to give them a few years to kind of build up this program and get their guys in.
1: Looking at the starter for UCLA. Um, Ethan Garbers Mm. is the starter. Uh, last season he had 26 completions on 37 attempts. Not a bad percentage there. 294 yards passing a 70.3% completion percentage. Um, and two touchdowns, two interceptions. I'm not going to, no, I'm going to say it. That's a regression from Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, DTR was an absolute monster for the Bruins. Uh, excelled and thrived under your typical uh, Chip Kelly offense. We'll see. Um I picked this as kind of a sleeper game this week as in it could be interesting to see UCLA has an 85.9% win probability uh, according to ESPN. Um CCU has a 14.1. The line is UCLA by 14 and a half, and the over/under is 66. So everyone's expecting this to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout. That being said, the more and more I'm looking at it, um, and also taking a look at uh, last five from. Last season, Coastal Carolina is coming off of a heartbreaking loss to ECU, 53-29. UCLA is coming off of a big loss to Pitt, 37-35. So it's it's going to be a good game, I think. I don't think it's going to end in a blowout. I think that Coastal Carolina keeps it close for at least you know two and a half quarters. But ultimately, UCLA pulls away in the end, winning by, let's say, 10. I think UCLA wins by ten.
0: Um, Tim Beck, who was the defensive coordinator for, or not, I'm sorry, not defensive coordinator. Tim Beck was a uh, assistant coach for NC State. I'm pretty sure he was the offensive coordinator. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tony Gibson is the DC at NC State, the offensive coordinator. Tim Beck uh, is the new head coach there at Coastal Carolina. Uh, we'll see. I think this would be. I think this is going to be a great, um, a great. I wouldn't say audition, but kind of a tryout of seeing, like, how, you know, kind of dipping your toe in the water of head coaching, going with the Chanticleers, a, a quality group of five uh, program. Uh, really, uh, under Jamie Chadwell, could beat most Power Five programs, could definitely at the time beat the Vanderbilts and the Rutgers and the Kansases of the world. Of course, Kansas is up and coming now. Uh, it could be – so there's that. They also return. uh their two, may, their two most uh, – Glam, their glamour positions they bring back as seniors. Uh, Grayson McCall returns as a red, red shirt senior, and JT Killen also is a redshirt linebacker uh, for for the Chanticleers. So their glamour positions they bring back seniority, which I think helps with the leadership. Um, you know, I really, I really want to pick Coastal Carolina. I really do and I, and it it would hurt me to not pick them so i'm going to get hurt anyways i i think UCLA pulls this one out i'm also going to go with a 10 point uh with 10 points on here i think that UCLA just ends up winning this uh 20 let's see 10 points i think UCLA UCLA ends up winning this like i wouldn't say 10 to 3 but maybe like 17-7, to 7, something like that.
1: I think that this is a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say UCLA wins 38-28. Interesting.
0: UCLA 38-28. Um, do what? AP AP top twenty five. I know we were supposed to start off with this, and I apologize. I no, you're fine. I completely just dove you're head good. first in the Utah hey, versus excitement Florida. gets you, man. And, and the excitement does get you, and, and I know this is odd for people, but those are the three games that we're just going to cover besides West Virginia and LSU the, uh, for to start off the show. But like uh, we said, starting off, Slim Pickens, Slim Pickens, Week One, Slim Pickens, Week One. Last week's, uh, last year's Week One was amazing. Mm-hmm. But and sleep. honestly,
1: some of these games have the threat to be good, but it, it, there's not enough marquee matchups yeah. in week one this yeah. year. So, I, I,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll roll off the top five so that way you don't have to endure the pain, okay? It's, it's fun. If you want to roll off the top five, I'll let you do it. Uh, Number one,
1: obviously, defending champions, Georgia, um, most likely to repeat. They start the season off with uh, Tennessee Martin at home. Number two, Michigan, um, start the season off at home against ECU. Number three, Ohio State, they travel to Indiana. Number four, Alabama, go to the vaunted Bryant-Denny Stadium, which is their home field because, you know, Of course, they need home field advantage against Middle Tennessee. And number five is the LSU Tigers at, technically, Florida State. Go Tigers.
0: Uh, Then coming in at number six is USC. They've already played against San Jose State, beat San Jose State. They're now 1-0 on the season. Then we get to number seven, Penn State, who – Welcomes in my West Virginia Mountaineers for 7.30 p.m. Go Eastern. Ears, baby. Go, go ears. ears. Go Ears. Number seven, Penn State. Number eight, Florida State, who welcome in against, again, the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. The only
1: top ten matchup of week one. The
0: Yes, the only top ten matchup of week one. Uh, number nine is Clemson. They go to Duke. And then number ten is Washington, and they get Boise State at home. Uh, number 11, Owen. down, down.
1: Texas, way too overrated. Um, They open the
0: season against Rice. By the way, you know who the quarterback is for Rice? Hmm. J.T. Daniels. Really? Yes.
1: Okay. Hopefully he doesn't choke. Um, (laughs) Number 12, good old Rocky Top, Tennessee. Uh, They open the season against Virginia at home. Is that at home or is that neutral site? No,
0: that is neutral site in Nashville. Yep,
1: you are correct.
0: Uh, Pray for the UVA fans, guys. Messi, we love you, man. Um, Thirteen,
1: again, my opinion, completely and totally overrated. Notre Dame. Uh,
0: they did. Stop Navy.
1: Played Navy in Ireland, which was pretty cool. Uh, Fourteen, as we mentioned, is the Utah Utes. Uh, they play Florida tomorrow evening. Fifteen is Oregon. They play Portland State at home. On Saturday.
0: Uh, Number 16 is K State. Kansas State, they take on Southeast Missouri State. (laughs) What a game! Yeah, what a game! K
1: State versus Southeast (laughs) Missouri State.
0: Yep. Yep, number 16 is Kansas State. Number 17 is TCU. Sonny Dykes takes on Deion Sanders. Uh, in Colo- uh, not at Colorado. Colorado comes into Fort Worth. Number 18 is Oregon State. They travel to San Jose State. Go, Beavs. Number 19 is Wisconsin. They take on Buffalo. And then number 20 is Oklahoma, and they, br- they welcome in Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Arkansas
1: um rounding out the top 25 here UNC as we talked uh a little bit earlier is number 21 uh, South Carolina on Saturday at uh Bank of America Stadium number 22 is Ole Miss they open up against the vaunted the mighty Mercer um at home in uh uh, number 23 is Texas A&M. They open against the New Mexico Lobos. 24 is the mighty wave, Tulane. Uh, they open it up against the season against South Alabama. If you and think
0: about it, Tulane really should be roll-tied. Okay, let's be honest here. I'm going to ignore that. Uh,
1: 25 is Iowa. Uh, last but not least there, uh, they open the season up against Utah
0: State at home. Just right outside the top 25, Texas Tech receives 101, receives 101 votes. Bang, bang. Um, South Carolina receives 73. UCLA receives 66. And UTSA receives 64 votes Um, as well in the top 25.
1: Looking at the poll outside of the top 25, the others receiving votes, honestly, good picks. Yeah. Great picks. Uh, the only one that I'm a little questionable on is Illinois receiving three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, that's not terrible. And Toledo receiving four. That's a little scary.
0: Interesting. Uh, but do you see who, who got one vote, second to last there on this list? Say, oh. say it with me. Go Sorry. Dukes. Oh, 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 oh.
1: Are we oh. doing – which one are we doing?
0: I don't care. J- J-M-U. M-U. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. We get a big go, Dukes from the booth. JMU uh, get they do get one vote into the top twenty-five here on the pre on the top twenty-five poll. So that's your AP top twenty-five for week one. It will change by Sunday. <laughs> so uh, actually, no, it won't change by Sunday. It will change by Wednesday. Yeah, because uh, Duke and Clemson play uh, on Monday night as well. So it won't change until Tuesday until Wednesday.
1: All right. Are you ripping the band aid off?
0: I'm gonna go ahead and rip the band-aid off. So talking about this is also I I'm I would not know if it's marquee, but this is an old rivalry that really dates back to the late seventies, early eighties, uh for West Virginia. The last time that the last time that West Virginia and uh Penn State play, that has been thirty years ago. 1993 around the early 90s is the last time that West Virginia has played Penn State. Um it used to be a big time rival it kind of st- it kind of kind of is. Uh I will say though that Penn State dominates the rivalry in wins and losses. Uh they dominate they dominate uh let me I'm pulling it up here. Penn State currently leads the series 48-9. to 48-9. Mm. Um, West Virginia is not, like I said, West Virginia has not played Penn State since the turn of the century. That's how long it's been. It's been been the turn of the century. Uh, mm. Right now, ESPN has given my Mountaineers 11, uh, 11% to win this game. Honestly, I, I don't blame them. They're not a climb truster. They're not a climb truster. Dang it, ESPN. <laughs> uh, but this game is 7:30 p.m. At Beaver Stadium. On, I've always been concerned on a Saturday uh, night.
1: Confused about they're the Nittany Lions. Why is it called Beaver Stadium?
0: I don't know. But also, it's called Happy Valley, too. That's the town that they're at. Yeah, that's. It makes no sense. Uh, looking at last five for West Virginia, a loss to TCU, a strong showing against TCU, 41 31. Uh, they did lose to Iowa State, 31-14. Garrett Green shows up late in Oklahoma and beat it in the Oklahoma game. We were there. We were there. Um, we watched Garrett Green run all over the Sooners, 23-20. They beat the Sooners. Had a good showing against uh, Kansas State, 48-31 in that loss. And then we beat Oklahoma State to round out the year at 5-7, and 24-19. Uh, Penn State won all five. They went 5-0 and at the last half of the season. So there's that. Uh, Penn State, again, is a national championship contender this year. They are ranked number seventh in the preseason poll. They bring back a lot of returning production. That defense looks incredibly stout with Manny Diaz uh, calling plays. And then they've got fresh, uh, redshirt freshman quarterback Drew Aller coming in to take snaps under center. <coughs> Penn State is quite a formidable opponent. Um, this is one of the bigger crowds that I think West Virginia has ever played out. Um it's going to be about 106,000 sitting there in Beaver Stadium. Uh, I, let's see how many West Virginia fans show out. Uh, it's it's not going to be like Pitt, where Pitt doesn't have very many sh- fans that show out for football. Penn State is a very much they – have, they have a big football following. Uh, currently, the line is Penn State favored by 20 and a half, and the line is about 50. Does Nicholas Singleton return this year? He does. Okay. He does. Oh. He does. But you know who else returns this year? C.J. Donaldson and Garrett Green. Okay?
1: I'm not trying to <laughs> diss West Virginia at all there. But you I'm, know who
0: okay. we do lose? Dante Steels. Yeah. So it's the end of the Steels era. Uh, what is it? Why simmer down, Jay? Why simmer Why simmer down, Jay? And now a salty. And now a salty. Yeah, I am salty because you're telling me to simmer down and I'm not even fired up. You're going to get me fired up. Why are you simmering me down? Okay. Anyways. Uh, West Virginia – Penn State looks very strong. We're going to see. This is make or break for Neil Brown. These first three games are going to be make or break. Now, the Penn State game, he's not expected to win, so I think he gets a little bit of wheel. leeway with that if he wins it great that gives a massive boost that cools his seat off a ton okay he's supposed to beat duquesne and he need he's got to beat pitt in order to save his in order to save his job Um, west virginia has named a starting quarterback but they have not announced it Uh, and that is partially because penn state is also holding their starting roster close to their chest as well I'm not going to lie, I'm I'm super excited for the football season to get started up again. I have missed it. I love college football. I've been thinking about this for months now, ever since we finished out the year with Oklahoma State. That being said, why did we schedule to play Penn State first game of the year?
1: Yeah, it should have been Duquesne.
0: Uh, Next year we also play Penn State first game of the year. Oh, great. In Morgantown, though. Hey, that's a, that's a plus. Maybe maybe Neil Brown's gone by then. Well, here's what I will say: is I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, that means West Virginia succeeds.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I would say the same thing about Brian Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, Edo. You know, any 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 true fan will want the program to succeed, regardless of who the head coach is. That being said, I do think Neil Brown is holding back the West Virginia Mountaineers.
0: We're gonna see. We're going to see this year. Um, I'm incredibly nervous for this game. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been this nervous for a season opener since we played Alabama in 2014. That's fair. Um, We only lost by 10 in that game. We were coming off a 4-8 season. I, I I was incredibly, incredibly nervous for that game. I've not been that nervous since then. The pick game, I wasn't nervous against. I It was more nervous, excited, if that makes sense. It was a yeah. long-time rivalry. Uh, but this one makes me, like, I'm just whew, very, very nervous for this game. Have you made your case? I have made I I don't know what case I made, but I presented one to you.
1: That's fair. Owen, I love you like a brother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I truly hate to do it to you. I know it's going to tear your heart out. I'm picking Penn State to win. Um, I don't think it's going to be as bad as the line suggests. Uh, 20.5, Penn State's the favorite. I think that if West Virginia comes out early and punches them in the mouth, we could be looking at a very different football game. That being said, I think Penn State wins 38-28. to 28.
0: Okay, 10 points. Might cry, I'm not gonna lie i'm i'm s- I'm, I'm sorry i'm, I'm it's genuinely not it's not you it's it's nerves all right it's nerves no
1: and I, I i completely totally
0: get that i just yeah this is a very this is
1: me at our lsu tennessee lsu georgia lsu bama this is me on those weeks
0: yeah mm. this is going to be me a lot this year
1: i truly hate it for you and i am sorry
0: yeah no it's okay it's okay could we move on to a happier subject?
1: Speaking of a happier subject, your fifth in the nation ranked LSU Tigers. I think that we are buying into our own hype a little bit with the fifth in the nation. That being said, I don't think Florida State has a candle to us. Last year... Obviously, fluke. was fluke. a fluke game. Thank you. Um, Florida State won because they blocked an extra point in the fourth quarter, which is fine. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, we are playing in Camping World Stadium, 7:30 p.m. September third. It's on ABC. LSU is favored by two and a half, and the over-under is 56. Florida State's last five. Win against Miami, 45-3. Win against Syracuse, 38-3. Win against UL Monroe, raging! 49-17. Win against Florida, 45-38. Win against Oklahoma, 35-32. LSU's last five: narrow win against Arkansas, thirteen to ten; destruction of UAB, forty-one to ten; a shocking loss to Texas A&M, thirty-eight to twenty-three; an expected loss to UGA, the University of Georgia, fifty to thirty; and a demolishing of Drew Brees's Purdue Boilermakers, sixty-three to
0: seven. Mixed feelings on that one, wasn't it? A little bit. Here's
1: why I think we're going to win. LSU got embarrassed week one last year. We were so much better than that at the end of the season. Jaden Daniels has shown so much progress in spring camp instead of tucking tail and running. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but instead of immediately looking to scramble, he is going through his progressions on the field. He has that scary wide receiver group that we talked about in the preview episode for the SEC. Um, Kalen Neighbors is an absolute monster. I think that our offense is going to be fine this year. Looking at our defense, my one concern is our secondary. It always has been and always will be. LSU at one point was DBU um, with Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, everything like that. That being said, that was years ago. 2019, years ago. Under Brian Kelly, we need a marquee Week 1 win. If we lose this game, that sets the tone for the rest of the season. LSU's good, but they struggle. Containing a mid- Let's be real. Florida State Seminoles team. If you struggle against Florida State, what's going to happen to Georgia? What's going to happen against Tennessee?
0: We saw what happened against Georgia. What happened against Tennessee? Yeah. Now, thankfully, you don't play either one of those teams this year. Unless it's in the
1: SEC championship game, which I booked us in. Yep. You did. Last year. Last year and this year. I'm going to go ahead and call my shot. Um, As said in the SEC preview, I don't see a reason why we can't win 10 games this season. That being said, this could be one of our losses if we don't take Florida seriously. And I think that Brian Kelly, right now, his biggest job is to make sure that we take this game seriously. Yeah. That being said, go Tigers. I made my case. I'm not going to say LSU by a million. I'm not going to say, you know, give out my score prediction. I'm turning the mic over to Owen David Spelman.
0: Well, I'm looking at all this. I'm looking at – here's what I'll say too. Is – and I think you talked about this a little bit too. Is Florida State struggled against Oklahoma in the bowl game last year. And that was a bad Oklahoma team. Which, by the way, West Virginia beat – it's neither here nor there. Um, struggled in the bowl game. I think the, I think Brian Kelly is a much mm, a much more qualified coach and a much more experienced coach than Mike Norvell. Um, Brian Kelly, first year SEC with LSU took them straight to the SEC Championship game in a blowout win against Purdue who is a decent team. The spoiler makers the spoiler makers uh, in the Big 10. And he just obliterated them. Now granted they had just lost their head coach and starting quarterback and all these all, all this all these different things. So it was, it was a tri- big time transition for Purdue. Um for LSU your secondary I feel a little bit better about your secondary with all the transfers that you brought in we're gonna see about how we're gonna see how that works if a lot of transfers in one year makes or breaks a team or if it doesn't really do anything it kind of just stays the same and we got just gotta see it ride out for me though um, I I think it, I think this game comes down more to coaching we know Jordan Travis can play we know Jaden Daniels can play we know that you're you've got great uh, outside players you know, you're great on the edge, uh, both defensively and offensively. You're great out wide with your wide receivers. Uh, your running back room can leave a little bit of something desired. Yep. It leaves a little something, a little desired. Uh, Florida State does too, but I think overall I- I've got to pick the Tigers. For me, it's it's got to be LSU. Um, they t- It's a revenge game this year. Uh, they beat y'all in, on your home turf in New Orleans. You're going to beat them in Orlando uh, on their home turf. Give me the Tigers, and I'm going to say tw- I'm going to say
1: 28-14. My
0: man, 28-14. My man. Two, two touchdowns. I think you went, I think you beat the I think you beat the Seminoles by two touchdowns. They're not going to be hearing that Seminole win uh, in Orlando. Um, we got a pop from that in the booth. <laughs> We got a pop from that in the booth.
1: Um, No, uh, it should be a – I'm not going to crap on week one schedule too much. Um, That being said, I was very disappointed to see only, you know, one top ten ranked matchup uh, for college football. But, hey, that's college football for you. Mm -hmm. Um, We won't be able to – and we said this so many times last year as well – Week four is where we start to see, oh, these are the powerhouses. Mm-hmm. These are the teams we need to watch out for in the CFP. Um, yeah. no, um, Excited. College football
0: is back. College football is back. And I, uh, we apologize for the short and so, but like we said, there was there were some games that were left to be desired uh, this week. Um, there were slim pickings, guys. Slim pickings. I, I guess we could have picked Clemson and Duke or, or something along those lines. Mm. But – yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it on the, on the flip side next Wednesday or uh, Sunday. I mean, when we do our when we do our review shows. Um, but uh, but yeah, for that, that's that's week one preview. We're gonna leave you guys to this. Uh, we've got several games coming out tomorrow or uh, today, later tonight. If you're listening to this on Thursday, later tonight. Uh, so yeah, for that, this has been week one preview. I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor, and thank you for listening to the Panther Pod. Go Tigers! Go ears.